So from Punta del Este, it was a case of heading down to Montevideo, heading down to the capital city. You normally find that if you want a good idea of what a country is going to be like, the, then the capital city, nine times out of ten, is a fair reflection on most of the country. I'm not saying that's always the case, but we certainly found that you know visiting the capital city is normally pretty good. There's normally a lot of museums there. There's normally plenty of things to see and do. You're not really going to get bored. And Montevideo was no exception. We'd popped on the bus. We had got off at the bus station at Tres Cruces, Three Crosses. And our hostel was pretty much uh, down at the south point of town uh, in uh, Punta Caretas. It was effectively just walking down a big long road for about 20 minutes, ended up at the hostel. Bags dropped off. Um, bizarrely, the guy in the hostel uh, wasn't the busiest of hostels in the world. You know, remembering that this is wintertime in Latin America. So, you know... It's not really, Montevideo is not really on the, the sort of touristy trail around Uruguay, in all fairness. Many people opt to go to Brazil or they head down to Patagonia, uh, Argentina, whatever. <laughs> the first thing the guy offered us was weed, which was highly exciting because uh, it was uh, legal in Uruguay um, to smoke it, although not legal at the time for non-locals to be in possession of it. No, go figure that one out. This is the first time that we come across Marte in, in numbers. Remember back in Florianopolis, we were hanging out with uh, an Argentinian and an American couple. She had had Marte, explained what it was, how it works, you know, that everyone has it back in Argentina. Well, got to Uruguay and, you know, every man and his dog, all friends, everyone has got it on the streets. They're drinking it. We chilled out on the beach for a little bit. Uh, saw some people doing some, I want to say rope walking, um, or whatever it's called. Uh, you know, you basically get a rope between two trees and you, you walk across it. I don't know what the thing's called off the top of my head, but we saw a lot of people do that. So we just chilled out the first evening. And at the hostel, apart from me getting pissed off at Pro Evo, uh, Aaron kept beating me, and I'm useless at headers on that game. So every time, ball come in, header, goal, goal. So I got really pissed off. Hate losing at the best of times. Didn't enjoy that either. But that being said, we checked out SoccerWay.com. We always like to check out SoccerWay. We, we weren't basing this, the travelling around football. Not, not in this part. You know, initially, Rio, yes, World Cup, etc. But we kind of went into the mentality of, look, when we get to a place, we'll, we'll go on SoccerWay. And if there's a game of football, if it, whatever it is, you know, let's go and watch it. It's a laugh. It's something to do. And, you know, it's great to say we've seen X team in X place. We popped into SoccerWay.com or onto SoccerWay.com and um, found out that uh, one of the, the big teams in Uruguay, Peñarol, are playing black and white. Uh, they were playing a team from Bolivia called Jorge Wilstermann in the Copa Sudamericana. And the Copa Sudamericana effectively being the South American equivalent of the UEFA Cup, the Europa League. And this match was being, this match sorry, was uh, taking place at the Estadio Centenario, which is Uruguay's national stadium there in Montevideo. Now, get to be a bit football geeky here, it's quite a historical stadium. It's quite an important stadium as well, because it was the site of the very first World Cup final in 1930 between Uruguay and Argentina. So Uruguay on home soil against their fierce rivals, Argentina, and they won 4-2 in that game. 
So the first ever World Cup final, 30th of July, 1930, Estadio Centenario, they won 4-2. And the reason it's called the Estadio Centenario is uh, 1830, if I'm not mistaken, celebrates the year of independence uh, for Uruguay. So 1830-1930, you get the picture. It's, it's a cracking stadium, it's got character, you know, it's a bit crumbly in places. It's, uh, you know, what you'd expect, you know, vast open terraces, seats somewhere not on all sides of the ground. You'll see the pictures on, on Instagram. It's a very interesting stadium, to say the least. Uh, for memory, two things of this game. Number one, uh, we had some choripan, which is effectively a chorizo sandwich uh, after the game that gave me the shits. I know you're thinking, Rob, that's TMI, but you know, this is a travel thing. These things happen. It's a joy of these podcasts. And the game itself was pretty decent. Uh, Peñarol playing black and yellow. That's their colours. So again, Muggins here. I'm in a red shirt, so I'm in blue and white, looking like a clown. And in our photos, I think we got given some Peñarol hats or we bought some Peñarol hats. Uh, black and yellow is always a good colour combination. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, was Peñarol against Jorge Wilsterman. Uh, crack, cracking stadium, cracking game. Uh, I think Peñarol won 2 one, as I said. And that was pretty much Montevideo. We kind of got the vibe that you could do a lot more in, in Montevideo. But, you know, we're both used to being in large towns and cities back at home. We've been to quite a few large towns and cities already. But we didn't want to be hanging around, you know, in every single large place. And we didn't really see a ridiculous amount of museums that we would take a massive interest in. So we decided to get out there. Uh, and head down to a Colonia del, del Sacramento. Again, on the coast, on the Rio de la Plata, uh, one of the widest rivers in the world. No surprise that the Amazon is the widest, uh, its widest point. Um, yeah, you probably knew that already, but if you didn't, there you are, pub quiz knowledge for you. The idea of going to Colonia del Sacramento, two things. Number one, it's highly recommended in the Lonely Planet to spend a few days there. Secondly, it's relatively straightforward to get to Buenos Aires. Now, when you, you've got the Rio de la Plata in front of you, you can get boats. You could get a boat from Montevideo to Buenos. Uh, you could also fly if you really wanted to. Uh, but from Colonia del Sacramento, you could get a boat across the Rio de la Plata. It would take about an hour. Uh, you'd end up in a decent part of town. Voila. Now, two sides to this. Aaron loves boats, loves being on the water. That sort of stuff. So boat rides, not an issue for him. Myself, complete opposite. I'm not a big fan of being on boats. Uh, I've got an irrational fear of drowning. Don't like the idea of being in a body of water where I'm not able to touch the floor. It's possibly because it comes down to not having control, which is no bueno. So to minimalise boat time, uh, we basically went to Colonia del Sacramento, which in itself... Is an incredibly nice place. We booked there for three nights, which hindsight being a wonderful thing, decided that was not a very good idea. It was very quiet. There wasn't a, a lot going on. You get a couple of people that had come in from Buenos Aires that were going in the opposite direction. So, you know, heading down the coast of Uruguay. And there's a couple of people that we met that were heading across the Buenos Aires as well. Three nights in Colonia was way too much. Uh, the it's a, it's a small place. It's a nice place. Uh, you know, walking to the top of the lighthouse in the centre of town in the Barrio Historical. 
was great. It's as you would expect. Nice few beaches, plazas. It was just very old school. Nice place, but um, three nights there, way, way, way too much. And in Colonia, we just relaxed a little bit. We enjoyed the ambiance. Done a bit of walking, but not a lot of walking. I mainly had a couple of beers here and there. Chilled out and, and spoke about Argentina. Spoke about the the next stages of the journey. You know, where, roughly where would we go? What would we do? Who wanted to go where? What did we want to see? We knew that we were heading to Buenos Aires. We knew that that would be the the destination to start off with, and we knew that we'd spend about a week there. A massive city with loads to see and do. So that got booked in. Now the boat ride. Before we get to the boat ride, we had a nice reflection of, of Uruguay as a country itself. Lovely, lovely people, relatively inexpensive. I mean, in all fairness, most countries we went to were, but relatively inexpensive, easy to get around, great food, good people, plenty to see and do. And you can tell from the nature of Uruguayans, uh, the people, the places that it's got, it's got its own character. That's important. Got its own character. The people are very proud. And it's just, it was just nice. It's just a lovely country. Definitely go there when you get the opportunity to, to go there. I imagine there's a couple of ways of life there. You've got your, you know, sort of your regular way of life and then you've got your really wealthy way of life. And we saw flashes of that throughout our time in Uruguay. So we left Uruguay behind. And on the day of getting the boat across to Buenos Aires, it wasn't the best day, won't lie. It was horrific weather-wise, absolutely horrific. And it's just exactly what I feared it would be, uh, which was an incredibly, ridiculously bumpy crossing where people are swaying up, down, left, right, to and fro. People are throwing up everywhere. Did not, in probably one of the least enjoyable hours of my life, uh, Aaron fared much better, to say the least. But we done it. We headed across from Colonia del Sacramento on a, a bumpy, a bumpy uh, boat that felt like it was going to take off at any point, and got through the passport control at Buenos Aires. Uh, and from there, uh, very thankfully and very nicely, the uh, guys at the desk. And what we hadn't realised, or what we were told, was that the boat would end up in a relatively decent part of town. Turns out that wasn't the case. Uh, The bit of town that we ended up in on the boat was uh, ropey, to say the least. So the the nice guys, uh, security guys there, organised a taxi for us to take us to a hostel, which I think was called the Limon Hostel. So not too far away, about five, ten minute cab journey. And that is where we headed to. Uh, that was it. We were in Argentina. Um, some crazy ass stories coming up, which uh, stay tuned for next week, including being accosted uh, by men with guns whilst counting out currency in Argentina. Uh, certainly an experience, uh, one that I wouldn't mind repeating, actually, because it was good fun. Although we were probably quaking in our boots at the time. But we've gone into a country that we didn't know a ridiculous amount about. We've gone into what turned out to be one of the greatest cities we've ever been to and there was just this underlying fear 
we are English, we are in Argentina, what would the people be like? What would the reaction of the people be? What would we get up to? We'll find out next week. So enjoy and join us next week for Buenos Aires. Hasta luego.